0: Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I am your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very accomplished professional from the film world and a coach from Los Angeles, USA, Mr. John Turnoff. John, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much, Ashutosh. It's great to be here with you. Thank you for Thank having you. me
0: on. Thank you. John is an executive and career transition coach. He spent 35 years as a film producer, a studio executive and a tech entrepreneur and he's an author and all of you know I'm very partial to authors. He's an author of a book titled Boomer Reinvention, How to Create Your Dream Career Over 50 and we will talk about his book. So John, before we get into uh, coaching and your book, tell me about your amazing journey from a film producer to a tech entrepreneur to a coach
1: oh my god so where should we start um i i suppose um the what i realize now about my career is that there has always been one unifying factor mm-hmm. throughout these 40 odd years of uh, being in the professional world uh and that is really a fascination with talent and what makes people tick Mm -hmm. and how people can come up with the crazy and amazing ideas that they do. Mm -hmm. And what is that process of nurturing the talent and the expression that changes the world?
2: Wow.
0: Fascinating. And uh, you spend a lot of time as a film producer. For my uh, viewers and listeners, which are some of the iconic films you were involved with? I'm sorry? Which were some of the iconic films that you were associated with?
1: Oh, my God. This has been such a long long time. I'm not sure if people will remember some of these films, but um, I think the film, interestingly enough, that I get the most attention for is a music film that I did when I was at MGM called Pink Floyd, The Wall. Yep. And this is a film that is based on the Pink Floyd album of the same name. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I remember... uh, back in the 2000s when I was working for DreamWorks and I was traveling in China and meeting with animation students in China.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And students would come up to me and they would say, pink toy the wall, pink toy the wall. <laughs> and it was an amazing experience because yeah. that was a film that was produced and released before these kids had been born.
2: I agree, I agree. But
1: it, it really persisted. Hmm. So that was one of the films that I worked on uh, there was another film that I worked on called Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, was a lot of fun. And then there were uh, was another film that was a very critical success in the eighties called Diner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I mean, we could go on. I, both Australia helped open up the Australian film production market in the eighties. It was it was it was a, it was a great ride.
0: Amazing, amazing. And I remember, I grew up listening to Pink Floyd. Uh, So John, let's talk a little bit about your coaching uh, journey after everything else that you've done. Yes. After a successful career in films, and as a tech entrepreneur, what made you become a
1: coach? So I was working at DreamWorks Animation in the 2000s. And it was the most people-oriented role that I had ever had. Mm-hmm. And DreamWorks was in startup mode, They're coming out of startup mode, actually. And so they were really at a very interesting juncture where they had a lot of different people coming into the company that needed to be very nimble. They needed to really uh, grow many of these departments from scratch. Mm-hmm. So the initiatives that I worked on were all talent-based. And I got fascinated with the education world mm-hmm. uh, and the world of training Uh, because I was doing a lot of this. And when the company changed direction, Mm -hmm. largely because of the recession, 2008, 2009, Mm -hmm. I went off and decided that I wanted to do consulting at the intersection of the entertainment industry, technology, and education. Mm -hmm. And wound up co-running a graduate program for a university uh, in uh, uh, entertainment management here in Los Angeles. And then began to uh, work on talent development with my students, my graduate students. Mm-hmm. And around this time, I was asked to deliver a TEDx talk.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the topic of the talk was transformation. Mm-hmm. And because I was invited from by people who had known me in my film industry role, I said, so do you want me to talk about the digital transformation that's going on in, in the entertainment business? And they said, you can talk about whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And I had been reading about how older workers, at the time, boomers, um, coming out of the recession, were having a really hard time recovering from the economic hard times. They had lost half the value of their retirement savings. Their houses, in many cases, were underwater because of the the mortgage crisis. And I thought, how are people going to survive? Mm -hmm. Because- The traditional retirement age, 60 to 65 is gone because people can't afford it. Uh, And yet the economy doesn't see people uh, in their 60s as viable workers. They think, Mm. oh, you're supposed to go away. So I thought, well, there has to be some methodology that we can use Mm. to pick ourselves up, rekindle our confidence as professionals and create our own careers. So this became the subject of transformation that I talked about in this TEDx talk. Hmm. And people came up to me afterwards and they said, so, so do you coach this methodology? And I thought to myself, well, maybe I should start thinking about this. Hmm. So this was in 2012. And since then, I developed this coaching methodology. I wrote about this in the book in 2017, "Book my reinvention. And since then, I have literally coached hundreds of people, um, both in individual sessions and in groups, and um, small and large groups, mm. around this transformational methodology. Mm. Uh, and if I may, I'm just going to kind of go into this and describe the headlines of it. We can talk about some of the details if you mm. like.
2: Mm.
1: But the one thing which I noticed in the hiring and recruiting world is that This process is very employer-centric. It is designed to squeeze people into boxes Mm -hmm. that work for the employer. Mm. Every job description, and I'm sure you've written many. I know I've written many. It's one of the most frustrating things that you can do as a manager is to try to figure out what you're looking for in Mm. a new hire. Mm. So I realize that most of the job descriptions that are out there are bogus. Mm. And it all comes down to meeting that person and having confidence that that person can do something close to what you think the job is going to be.
0: Absolutely.
1: But you're not really looking at who that person is, mm. right? Everyone is trying to figure out what you want mm. as the hiring manager. Mm. And I thought, no, we have to turn this process around. Mm-hmm particularly for older workers, Mm -hmm. because if you're older, if you've got 20 to 30 years experience, you know a lot, right? You know a lot about how things should Mm -hmm. get done. You know what you're good at. You know what you like to do. And my encouragement for people is that they concentrate on that.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Know your value proposition, Mm -hmm. right? Know what it is that you love to do, what you're good at, what the world needs, and what you can get paid for. It's this Japanese concept of Ikigai. Mm -hmm. And then don't be sending your resume out to hundreds of different open positions Mm. because as an older worker, you're not going to get a response. Correct. Instead, use your network to connect with people who understand who you are, understand your value, and can connect you to the opportunities mm. that are going to be the best for you.
0: Fascinating. Fascinating. And, you know, uh, we will talk a little bit about your book in a few minutes. But what you're saying resonates with a book I wrote about four or five years ago, which was Reinvent, Reboot, Rewire, Managing mm-hmm. Retirement in the 21st Century. Mm-hmm. So exactly what you are saying. And I fully uh, understand all the points you're raising. But I have a few more questions on coaching, and then we'll move to your book. Uh, You also talk about how you learned how to turn setbacks into successes in a volatile business. Uh, Help me understand this and please give me an example.
1: I dine out on the fact that I was in my entertainment career fired 39% of the time. Wow! And I talked about this in the TEDx talk and I got a big laugh Hmm. when I delivered that line. Nervous laugh. Hmm. Because who talks about this, right? Who who, who, um, who uh, stands up in a room and says, I was fired 39% of the time. Mm. We are taught that getting fired is shameful. Correct. The entertainment business is a very volatile business. Mm. You're trying to second guess the taste of the mass audience, mm. which is constantly changing, constantly moving, You never know what's going to work. Mm. So jobs are volatile. Mm. And administrations change. Um, You ally yourself with a certain management team. Mm. The company changes hands. The team gets changed. Absolutely. You're doing a perfectly good job, Mm. but they want someone new. So my mother used to say to me, why are you having such a hard time keeping a job?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and I would say to her, well, because this is not this is not the normal state of business. This is a very, this is a very volatile business.
2: Mm.
1: So I had to learn how to pivot from these setbacks. Mm. And I had to figure out how to, as you, as you reference, mm. turn them into successes. Mm. So I'll give you an example of this. I was working for a production company in Los Angeles that had a uh, subsidiary in Australia. Mm-hmm. The company was not doing well. It had raised a lot of money in the mid 80s, had produced a string of films, none of which were successful.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Ironically, a couple of the films that I was working on, I was hired as a later part of the team. Mm-hmm. Two of the films that we did at that time became hits, but they became hits for other companies who bought the films okay. from us. Hmm. Give you a little insight about how sometimes these things work.
2: Yeah.
1: But the uh, the man who was running the subsidiary came to me. And he said, I'm going to hire you away from the main company to work with me in the subsidiary. Hmm. And then we're going to flip that company to another buyer and we're going to continue to make films. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was an Australian company Mm. and we did this, we, we bought ourselves back from the original company. Mm. And then after about a year, we set up a number of projects and another company came in and bought us
2: Mm.
1: and they looked at my role in Los Angeles and they said, well, we don't really need an office in Los Angeles. We're not really, you know, that's not really what we're going to do. Mm. Um, and we're, we're a distributor, mm-hmm. uh, so we're going to close the office.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they sent one of their associates to deliver the news to me. And I said to him, look, I understand that this is your position. I kind of expected it, but I have a proposal for you. Mm-hmm. And I had prepared a five-page pitch, mm-hmm. uh, which I had done some research about Australian production uh, industry and the government incentives. And I had made a case for how they could, at virtually no cost, produce a series of films mm-hmm. that were developed in Los Angeles using American talent, shot in Australia at the studio that we had just built. And basically, they would have zero risk and upside because of the way the distribution deals were structured. Mm. Mm. So this man said, "Mm, interesting idea. He said, give me a couple of days and I'll get back to you. Mm. And sure enough, he came back to me, he said, they like the idea and you are rehired. Mm.
0: Fascinating.
1: Fascinating. And I worked with them for the next five years and we made a whole bunch of movies and it worked very well. So that's an example of, of... of turning a setback into success of having to kind of pivot from these situations, mm. and always be on your toes, and realize that there is maybe a way of either salvaging a situation, or pivoting to something. Amazing. So one
0: question about now your coaching, you know, given your amazing background, uh, in so many different areas, and, uh, you know, working with so many different people from different countries, how has your background supported your coaching philosophy, your style, and your values?
1: I think that, uh, and it's interesting that you were asking this question because it is, uh, it, it, you know, I, I was born in the US. I spent part of my childhood growing up in Europe. My, my father was a business executive and was reassigned. Uh, and I lived in Paris with my family for four years. Mm. went to a French school
2: Mm. Uh,
1: and I think having a an international I did a lot of traveling with my parents who traveled all over. was Mm. was it was a very very privileged and very wonderful opportunity as a child to have this uh, experience Mm. but it changed me and I think it gave me an appreciation for what is different about Mm. people and that the differences are number one they're fascinating Mm-hmm. And number two, they are they are a strength. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the differences, the diversity mm-hmm. is, a, is a strength. It is not something to be afraid of.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think that in my coaching, I look for the unique qualities mm-hmm. that people have that they often overlook mm-hmm. or they often discredit because they feel that they're different and they want to conform and be like everybody else. And particularly in a situation where you talk about um, repurposing skills, Mm -hmm. the idea that, well, I work in the banking industry. um, How could I ever work in manufacturing?
2: Mm. Uh,
1: Whatever that that transition may be, Mm. or, I've always, whatever that might be, I, I don't need to go into details about this, but I, I think people are very, um, uh, well, they are often reluctant to mm. see how their skills can apply in different situations.
0: Well said. Mm.
1: All right. So one of the things that I like to do is, I was just talking to a client today about this, mm. a new client, who is a software engineer who works in sales. mm mm-hmm. And he is concerned that his skills are too general Mm -hmm. and that he does not have sufficient specialization in any one area Mm. to advance his career. Yeah. And I said to him, no, your your general background is a strength Mm. because you have a perspective Mm. that specialists don't have because you've seen... You've seen these things from different angles. Mm. And because you are customer facing, mm. you have a better ability to understand the customer and build a bridge to that customer and their business for your company. They mm. you never thought about it that way.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well said. So me, I'm going to now move, John, uh, in the interest of time, to your book. Your book, which is titled Boomer Reinvention How to Create Your Dream Career Over 50. And I think you and I are both boomers. Um, Before I start about the book, is it available on Amazon? It is. Okay. So it's available on Amazon. So I'm going to ask all my viewers and listeners to go and check out John's book. I will go and check it out myself. So John, tell me your hypothesis when you wrote this book.
1: There are two underlying principles Hmm. in the book. Hmm. Um, And remember that this is a book that I wrote to counter the discouragement mm-hmm. that many people feel having worked in corporate jobs for 20 or 30, maybe 40 years. Mm-hmm. And they they think, oh my God, I, I either don't want to retire or I really can't afford to retire, but mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. And I'm being told that I have to retire, that there's no alternative. Mm-hmm. So I want to tell people that, the dream career, your solution to this problem that mm-hmm. you have, is already inside you. Mm-hmm. The dream career is there. It's there because you have spent the last 20, 30, 40 years developing it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You have the competence, you have the experience, you have the insight, you likely have the network. Mm-hmm. You just need a little activation, a little focus to really bring that out and to feel confident Mm. that what you have to share Mm. is valuable and that someone will pay for it and that you actually can make an impact with it. Mm. But but there is one important uh, factor that you have to remember. And that is the second overall Mm -hmm. uh, theme, which is that in order to create the future, You have to reconcile the past.
2: Hmm.
1: We've been in business for 20, 30, 40 years. We're bound to have accumulated some baggage.
2: Hmm.
1: Getting fired, having a bad relationship with your boss, having made some bad decisions, blown some deals, uh, disrupted some relationships. Hmm. And those... Damaging feelings, maybe their insecurities, maybe their fears, maybe there is self judgment Mm. around them. Mm. We don't reconcile those bad situations, Mm. those disturbances. We're going to bring that disturbance into every meeting, Mm. job interview, every negotiation. Mm. And there's going to be something that people are going to say, They're going to say, well, Ashutosh, he's a great guy, but there is something about him in the meeting. I don't know what it is, but we're going to go with someone else. Mm -hmm. And I will bet you that in many instances, the difference between getting a job, signing a client, Mm -hmm. getting an investment is going to hinge on whether or not The other person on the other side of the table Mm -hmm. feels that you are clear, Mm -hmm. confident, transparent, open, and accessible to the future, to what this new opportunity is going to uh, afford you, afford the other person. And if there's anything, any doubt about this, Mm -hmm. it's not going to work.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Thank you for a great response. And my last question to you, John, and now this is for the many, many people who will listen to our conversation. As I said, a large number of them are very young people. Based on your own amazing journey, um, what would you say are three lessons or three learnings, you want our viewers and listeners to take away from our conversation?
1: Well, This kind of circles back around to something that I was alluding to at the beginning Mm -hmm. of the conversation. Mm -hmm. And that is that in your career, Mm -hmm. you want to prioritize building relationships, Mm -hmm. chasing those relationships Mm -hmm. versus chasing job openings and opportunities.
0: Well said. Mm
1: -hmm. Right. The other thing I would say is to maintain a growth mindset at all costs. Mm -hmm. And the, the easy way to describe that is to just say yes mm-hmm. a lot more than you say no.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: However, don't violate your boundaries, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So cultivate your discernment mm-hmm. and your judgment mm-hmm. around what is possibly for you mm-hmm. and what is not for you. Mm-hmm and say yes, and say yes, often to anything that could possibly be good for you. Mm -hmm. And beware of saying yes, repeatedly, to things which don't serve you.
0: Correct. Correct. Well said. Uh, And John, on that note, and your amazing lessons, which is prioritized on building relationships. And second one you said was maintain a growth mindset. And you also said say yes more often than you say no, without compromising your own value systems. Thank you so much for speaking to me. Thank you for talking to me about your amazing journey from films to coaching. Thank you for talking to me about your learnings uh, from your travel. And I think that's invaluable, you know, living in Paris, traveling all over the world. Um, Thank you also for talking to me about your book. Good luck and all the very best.
1: Thank you so much.
0: It's been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience, and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube. Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for The Brand Called You.